But there were a lot of people named in that document. David Copperfield was mentioned in it, which is also a shocking one. Not everybody in it, though, was like mentioned in relation to doing something awful. Yeah. I feel like even if David Copperfield went to the island just to do magic, that's still weird as fuck. Like, like, yeah. like <laughs> who are you doing magic? Like, in that's almost of? worse. <laughs> like, it's almost <laughs> worse than participating in underage orgies. It's being the guy who's doing card tricks and making doves disappear on Epstein's Island. Like, imagine that's like the final act yeah. after this underage orgy is like, but wait, yeah, there's more. <laughs> Hello. What up? Welcome back to Breaking Takes, first episode of 2024. I know. It's been a long time. I I feel like January was the longest month of my life. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been through a lot. If anyone who's been what you've been through in the past month, month and a half, it's yes. uh, you know, it's it's no wonder why it feels like a long stretch. <laughs> I'd say you've no, earned it. So true. You've earned that perspective. So true. Um, that is true. Honestly, it's been a wild ride over here, people. Um, before we left, we mentioned that I was having a surgery, which I did successfully have. Um, it did not go great, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So I ended up uh, basically when I had a bone tumor. That was growing off of my rib cage. And when they went in to take the tumor, they first began breaking the rib, which was not what they wanted to do. Um, So they immediately had to stop and like switch and go about it a different direction. Um, So my rib ended up just getting fractured. It could have been worse. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but then also when they pulled the tumor out because it had most likely been there for m- my whole life, I mean, or at least the majority of it, yeah. it had kind of grown in a strange manner where like it, the membranes were then connected to my lungs. So when they pulled it out, it tore uh, my lung. So that's not good. <laughs> did you feel did you feel because the tumor had been with you your whole life that you were losing a part of you? Yeah, I feel like I lost a friend. Um Did you get and- to see the friend after? Did they show yeah, it to you? Yes, so I was I asked for that before I even went under the knife. I was like I really want to see the tumor because I mean, I just want to know what it looks like. You can only get such a an idea from an x-ray and stuff. Um, so they did take a picture of it. I have a picture on my phone. Um, it looks a lot cleaner than I thought it would look like. It's basically just a ball of bone. Of course, it's bloody and red because it's, mm. you know, it was inside of my body. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a nice, like, kind of tennis ball size bony tumor. And I, if I could have kept it, I would have. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they don't let you do that. I was gonna say there's like some sort of weird <laughs> biological waste law why they can't let you keep your own body, which is so weird because I asked the same thing after I got elbow surgery. I said, "Can I keep any of the parts that you took out of my elbow?" And they said, "No, we're not allowed to do that." And I was like, "Well, it's me. Like, 
It's mine. It like, was inside I, me four hours ago. You. <laughs> exactly. They sent mine to pathology, um, which, you know, I had a biopsy on this tumor over summer 2023 and everything came out fine. But because it's such a rare tumor, the pathologist wanted the whole thing. Basically, mm. they were like, when you take it out, send the whole thing to us because we really kind of want to look at it even further and just make sure that it's all good. Um, of course, everything is all good with the tumor. There was no malignant, cancerous vibes with it. So that's great news. But yeah, some some other person has my tumor just like chilling somewhere. And I don't know In how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I wonder like if you get into those situations and they take a piece of your body. Let's say they're studying your tumor, and a team of scientists, did, like some dude, looks through the microscope and he's like, "Yo, come here, come here! Like, look, like we've never seen this before." <laughs> and then it ends up curing seventeen types of cancers. Do you make money from that? Like, what are the I rules better. around? Like, you should you Probably should never not. have to work for the rest of your life and your grandchildren's lives. Like you should just be like the girl who cured cancer and that's enough to do nothing forever. You would think, but I suspect that that is not the case <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I would like to think so, but isn't there, what's that case with um, Henrietta Lacks? Like, didn't she? Oh yeah. Wasn't she it was her like blood a very, or something? Yeah. It, she was like a very famous case of like, having cured a lot of cancers i think or something of the sort i'm not totally sure but she got like zero recognition and her family got no financial gain mm. from it at all um so yeah something tells me <laughs> that i would get jack shit um which is just wrong okay yeah well look i have a special offer to you to ensure that you're going to profit no matter what from your next surgery. If Great. either one of us requires surgery in the future, which hopefully we never do, but on the off chance it happens, we will perform it on each other live on Breaking Takes and we'll put the footage on Supercast and we will have a special uh, signed legal document that says each of us gets to uh, benefit from the surgery, from whatever gets taken out of our bodies, I'm willing to make that agreement. Okay, I'm sure there's a YouTube tutorial out there or something, you know, that we could look at and successfully complete the yeah. surgery. Yeah, I mean, playing baseball, like, I, I think about it like sports. You, there's, it's just about getting loose and getting flexible before you perform the actual act. And I think that's Definitely. across the board with throwing a baseball, performing brain surgery. You just like do a few arm circles. You pick yeah, up the do scalpel, a stretches. <laughs> yeah. do some toe touches, <laughs> grab the scalpel and you just look the patient right in the eye and say, I'll see you in hell. You're kidding. But the patient goes under and they're like, oh, my God, that's the last thing I'm going to hear. But then they're fine. Yeah. So it's just. You, you you make it work. I think that's perfectly doable. In today's world, you can be anything you want to be. Just watch a couple tutorials and you're good to go. Yeah, I, I identify as a brain surgeon and that's how I'm going to go about it. I'm just going to 
download the confidence into my identity. Yeah. No, I I think you can do that. And I'll just be like an anesthesiologist or something. Yeah. They have a pretty important job. <laughs> yeah. I would I wanna do anesthesia on myself to see how it feels. But there won't be <laughs> but I need someone there to regulate it. Like everyone yeah. like all these celebrities like Michael Jackson, Prince, like they're all dying from these anesthesia drugs. They they must be so fucking good if every night they just have a doctor there and they're like fucking hook me up. <laughs> just pump that shit into me can you imagine that's probably the best sleep they ever get <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like i need anesthesia just to like get some sound sleep tonight <laughs> yeah i like you can't you can't go back to nyquil after that <laughs> no <laughs> like you're done. no you, they have it gonna... raw dogged going to sleep in years that... they have not just laid in bed and closed their eyes and thought about something in a long time could you imagine like you can't travel without a medical team because you won't be able to sleep like you'll just start <laughs> going delusional after like if michael jackson flew to fucking thailand without his anesthesiologist he'd just die after a week from lack of sleep <laughs> Yeah, I mean, instead he died from a little bit of an extra dose. Yeah, and he—he probably if it had been me, he would have been fine. He'd still be here today. Oh yeah, he'd probably in Thailand. He'd probably find some heroin there in the Golden Circle, and they—they'd be able to give him a nap from the 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 purity yeah. of the heroin there. But it still wouldn't be the direct into the veins anesthesia. Yeah, I mean, rest in peace. He's getting the best sleep of his life now. Oh yeah, the um, <laughs> the, the permanent one. Yeah, the, the, depending on what you believe about the documentary, either heaven or the devil's sleep. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever uh, evidence you choose to believe. But I, I actually have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> and the I there is a segue into Michael Jackson, but before that. Okay. Do you, because I'm so curious, because I have like these kind of foggy memories of just saying some wild shit to nurses or like to my friends after surgery when I woke up, but I don't really remember exactly what I said. D do you remember having any of those moments? And was anyone there to film you waking up from the drug? Um. So not really on this particular occasion the actual surgery but because I, I did wake up and I was very high obviously because that's when they gave me the bad news of like okay like you're not going home today like you originally planned we there was a tear in your lung like and I took it all like a champ I was just like okay like no big deal um, now in hindsight, I'm able to be like, oh, I was super high because I took that news really well. Yeah. Um, but back when I got a biopsy on it, I, this is like my first memory when I, I guess it was over. I don't know. I, I basically remember hearing girls talk, which would be the nurses. And then one of them was like, Sam open your eyes and I opened my eyes and they were talking about my foot and I remember being like oh no not my foot and a <laughs> like little bit my foot <laughs> yeah well like a backstory on this is that like years ago when I worked at a radio station in Baltimore we had a guest on that claimed to be a psychic 
and I had her like speak to me like basically she could just like read you you know if if you she looked at you long enough I guess I don't know Mm. and she was like she basically told me like I'd probably that I was going to end up in California eventually but not for a while because I had a lot to do here on the east coast beforehand and she also mentioned that I should be careful of a blood clot in my left foot. <laughs> what? And so, yeah. What kind of advice is I thought it was supposed to be spiritual. This bitch is I, slinging medical advice as a psychic. She just was letting me know, I guess. Which So now, ever since then, Zach, I've been horrified that I'm going to get a blood clot in my left foot. So, like, I'm constantly trying to work on circulation and things like that. But so I hear them talking about my foot as I'm like waking up from it. And I immediately start just I just enter their conversation and I tell them about this psychic. And then they call Demi, my girlfriend, and they're like, yeah, she's awake, but like she's going to need like at least another hour. She's pretty out of it. Yeah. But they <laughs> thought that I was about the psychic. Yeah, they thought that I was like just making that shit up. But I was like, no, I swear a lady told me this like six years ago. I swear to God. Um, so, yeah, it turned out that the reason they were talking about my foot is because they ended up having to put an IV in my foot um, because of the angle like they had it in my arm like a normal person i i went under but then the t- they had to kind of bend me in a pretzel to like get to the tumor and so i guess the iv in my arm wasn't the best place so they moved it to my foot um which is why they were talking about my foot uh but yes they thought i was crazy because i immediately started just entering their conversation talking about a psychic which i guess if you're on the receiving end of that might seem a little bit strange but this was all a true story. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be a good business model. If you're a psychic and you're freaking people out about something medical, and then you have another business where you're selling the ointment or the solution for it. Like if you went on Amazon later that day and you found these yeah. pills that were like increased circulation in your feet and you're like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is exactly the symptoms she described and meanwhile she's the supplier on amazon she's just yeah fucking feeding she into me. it she yeah she's like a medical school dropout that's like i gotta make it somehow <laughs> she absolutely would have all my money because i'm still fearful i will never not be fearful i'm gonna go the rest of my life and until and knock on wood i mean i hope i never get a clot but like until because you can get a clot and be like fine as yeah. long as you catch it you know, and go to the hospital. So until I die and or get this clot and get it resolved, I'm going to be afraid of this blood clot (laughs) for the rest of my life. Yeah, maybe she probably just picked a spot on the body, the psychic, and she was like, I'm just going to tell a thousand people that they're going to get blood clots in in a super specific (laughs) area. Like, not just a blood clot in general, because people get blood clots, but like, you're going to get a blood clot in the the right toe of your left foot and it's going to happen in the next, you know, 14 years of your life. And then if she's right, if she tells it to a thousand people and it happens to one, then it's like this person 
starts telling the story on podcasts about her and then she's like exactly that was me i'm the the blood clot bitch (laughs) very well could be the case i i also have no desire to move to california i mean i'm not saying that's out of the picture because i do love california it's just that it's far away from home and i feel like if i'm gonna move i probably would be more inclined to like just go out of the country for a while rather than to California. So we'll see. I mean, I could very well end up in California with a blood clot and end up with only one foot. I mean, she could have known my whole story all along. Yeah. Well, speaking of California and this this will this has to tie into Michael Jackson too, uh okay. tangentially. So this is probably the biggest story that came out over the the break that we took from like the end of December until we're recording this now at the end of January. The Epstein list that dropped with yeah hundreds of names, hundreds of pages of documents. Jeffrey Epstein has a lot of friends out in California. There there are a lot of people on that list, and mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was one of them, which you know, was not a huge surprise to a lot of people, uh, especially if if you've been following anything that's ever been printed by Michael Jackson. But (laughs) one of the names that surprised the shit out of people on that list was Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was mentioned (laughs) like four times, I believe it was, in this 900-page report, and there were specific details given uh, in this article that's titled the new Epstein files reveal details of Stephen Hawking, quote, underage orgy claims. Oh, my. Dun, dun, dun. That's something. So, I mean, should we remind the people about Stephen Hawking in case they're getting him confused with uh, Steven Spielberg or yeah, Stephen yeah. King? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say it's in case they're getting him confused with the guy who played Stephen Hawking recently in The Theory of Everything, the actor. <laughs> He's just getting hate mail. Like, how could you, how could you touch those kids? Um, yeah, so Stephen Hawking is the famous theoretical physicist that is uh, spent most of his life in the wheelchair, the electronic wheelchair, and he used a computer to talk to people. Like he'd be like, put this chalk on yes. the chalkboard and write this equation now. And he would communicate like that. Just look, Google Stephen Hawking, uh, you know, if you, if you have no idea who I'm talking about, but you probably do. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, before we even get into the actual print of the article, just off the title alone, Stephen Hawking underage orgy claims. How the hell, like, look up a picture of Stephen Hawking if you're listening to this and, like, tell me how someone who is 90 pounds soaking wet, slouched over in a wheelchair that can't even speak, participates in an orgy of any kind, like, even a legal one. How, how, how do you, like, make your presence known because like an orgy you have to be assertive you have to make your way into the group because people are pairing up people i feel like people like you're just kind of if you don't if you don't try to make yourself known then you're just going to be the guy watching in the corner in his wheelchair that's just like well i I don't know what's going on here 
I imagine Stephen Hawking as the centerpiece of this orgy. Really? (laughs) Tell me. Tell me. I mean, well, he has to be a centerpiece, right? So I'm imagining that he most likely is sitting in his chair because it's a lot of effort to get him out of his chair. And then the orgy just kind of orbits around him. Mm. Um, <laughs> which which like has to do planet. with his work in, in theoretical physics. Technically, he's in orbit, in an orgy as the centerpiece. Yeah. So that's my thought, is that he's just there and the orgy just is circulating around him. And I'm sure there are people just like sitting on him. That, I mean, yeah. what else can you do? You have to just... The, the other people in the orgy have to be assertive with him and just sit right on him. So you think he's on, like, do you think he's at the bottom of the pile in the center? Or do you think it's like a bar mitzvah situation <laughs> where they raise him up in the wheelchair and like two people yeah. hold him up and then there's three or four other people, like one, one person sucking him off, like another dude is just fucking, I, you know, I don't yeah. know. He's no, he's working I, the I keyboard. Think that's a good visual. <laughs> another <laughs> another girl is just shoving his t- shoving her tits in his face uh, uh, while he's typing like harder, harder. Oh, oh yeah. Can he feel anything though? <laughs> this isn't any of my business, and you know. So let's just put that out there. This is none of my business. But could he feel anything? So there's a rumor apparently going around, and and I like how I'm a, I'm I'm acting like I'm a, a Hollywood insider. Like, yeah, Leo told me, <laughs> Leo told me on his yacht that uh, Stephen Hawking apparently he frequented strip clubs because that was uh, like a friction and interaction that he actually okay. liked. Because I guess he just didn't get a lot of that in his normal life. Understandably, when you when you look like that and you're rolling around like that, people aren't jumping out to give you a lap dance so apparently he would just roll into a strip club literally and <laughs> just go to town they they, they would just bring I him in the back understand. room understand i mean he everybody wants to see some titties every now and then so yeah more power to him do you think he had a special naughty keyboard for orgies like he he unplugged his normal keyboard when he's giving lectures and he plugs a new one in that has the naughty commands on it. Like, yeah, I think he definitely had special like keyboard saved words yeah. that he would use during this. I mean, oh, there is yeah. no way all men are up to some scoundrel activity at times. And I am certain that Stephen Hawking is not capable of avoiding that he absolutely was sexting on that oh keyboard. yeah show me that big black hole do it bitch <laughs> closer closer oh yeah uh 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 oh god uh uh <laughs> And I'd be that, afraid that, that I not... I was killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so his orgasm sounds are so monotonic. You can't tell if if he's are you on about the verge to flatline yeah. or? <laughs> yeah, his nurse is like, oh no, he's just coming. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, no, he he does this every day. Yeah. So here here's the actual uh, article 
Uh, it says Jeffrey Epstein once proposed a reward to disprove an alleged accusation involving renowned physicist Stephen Hawking, the report said. The latest finding comes as part of a large trove of documents released due to a lawsuit followed by Virginia Jufre, an Epstein accuser against Ghislaine Maxwell, an accomplice of Epstein. In a 2015 email, Epstein reportedly suggested to Maxwell that she could issue a reward to anyone who could disprove Jufre's allegations. Specifically, Epstein mentioned a purported claim that Hawking had participated in an orgy on Epstein's private island in the Virgin Islands. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, like, that's so. Is like, what do you think that was his thing? Like, it, it was just so. His life was just so senseless, like literally from a lack of senses that he's like the only thing that could get me off is I just need bodies on bodies on bodies. Just it, it doesn't like coming from everywhere, everyone. And he just needed that stimulation. I think that this man, I mean, I think that the orgy was just a small step in the things that Stephen Hawking wished to do in his life. So, you know, when you're confined to a chair, you want to live it up. I, I think this was his thing. He loved orgies. Like, it's probably a, a lot of work for him to get on a plane, get down to the island. You know, they have to organize all these different escorts and underage women um, to be there. So, like, he, he's going to do it big. Like, it's not just, like, one girl. Like, he wants to have a lot of girls. Yeah. It's almost insulting to invite Stephen Hawking to your house and not have an orgy there ready to go for exactly. him. Because of how difficult it is for him to travel. Like, have the charcuterie. That's right. Have the champagne have the naked bitches that's just one yes. two and three in a line the underage aspect obviously is fucked up i do think like it has to be weird for a like a teenager though that is that is used to oh god look at like it, it, let's just say oh like put your god. mind that's like a scary movie <laughs> yeah like put your put your mind in the like a 15 year old girl that just got shipped to Ep Epstein's Island from Lithuania and she has no idea what the fuck is going on. She, she doesn't know any of these celebrities. Like she's used to looking up at them though. Like she's used to looking up at adults and going, okay, that's the guy that's going to molest me. And then she's just standing in a room looking around, like, is anyone going to come and, you know, <laughs> do this thing? And Stephen Hawking rolls in and he's like down here. And the girl's like, what? <laughs> and she turns around and he's like down here. And, he, and she like, looks ah. down and just sees. <laughs> Jump scare. Just sees like a. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Just sees like a stroked out drooling kind of like golem looking dude in a wheelchair. I, I feel like she may feel bad for him. Like she's like, am I the 
like is he the victim in this like <laughs> i don't know yeah who's being Wait mol- a like, who's molesting who <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it had to be really a life-changing moment that's something you just can't forget in your life you can't forget the orgy you had with stephen hawking no yeah that is that's something and like that girl's gonna go to college and if she takes any science class stephen hawking's gonna come up and yeah in the back of her mind she's gonna go i was in an orgy with that dude <laughs> four years ago nobody's gonna <laughs> believe me no but yeah <laughs> no like she'll she'll be she'll be in a college dorm room just you know seven white claws deep smoking weed and she'll see a science textbook out of the corner of her eye and be like be like yo uh you guys aren't gonna believe this but i shoved my tits in stephen hawking's face when i was 16 and everyone in the room like shut the fuck up and she'll be like look i have it right here i snuck some footage out on my iphone 12 and you can see you know stephen hawking's right here I, i snuck this out of the island and everyone's just gonna be like you're a legend. You're an absolute legend. Yeah. No, I wonder. Now, does this orgy get orchestrated? Like, as you said, it's almost like rude if you don't give him an orgy, especially if you're Jeffrey Epstein. Like, come on. It's what you're known for. So it's like, did Stephen Hawking go to Jeffrey and request this service or was Jeffrey like oh come on down like let's have dinner and also on the side I have an orgy uh for you yeah I'm trying to think if I had if I if I was a billionaire and I wanted someone to take part in an orgy I'd probably invite them to dinner first as the main thing mm-hmm. and then I'd sort of insinuate that there was going to be something sexual going on at another venue. You know, if you, if you want to join me at my island in a few weeks, we're going to be, you know, we're just going to be having some fun. It, it, like rich, rich, dark people, which a lot of rich people are, are very dark. Mm-hmm. They will use these sort of innuendos where they're like, yeah, it's going it's to be a lot of fun. You know, we're all, we're all going to have a good time. Uh, we're just going to, we're we're going to let off some steam and i feel like that is kind of like dog whistling to other people where it's like oh yeah there's going to be 15 year olds on that island like he said we're going to let off some steam that is rich people talk for we're flying in young ukrainians <laughs> no uh i agree and i'm just looking up stephen hawking here and i i see that he has children which I actually didn't know. So at some point, this man was getting busy. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I he seems like he was a horny guy. I th- I think like if you are, because he he died if, I think like four or five years ago, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, 2018. Yeah, like what? Like if you're if you're his family and you're trying to protect the Stephen Hawking estate because you have all these patents and theories and so like do you release a statement about his past saying like yeah you know he he loved strip clubs he hung out with Epstein a few times they but he did w- oh they, they did did and they, well uh, some I don't know if it was his family um or just like his 
estate or whatever, but they said there were no orgies for the Honorable Stephen Hawking. He would (laughs) never. (laughs) Wait, did it say he would never? No, uh, I I added that part in. But the headline does say no orgies for Honorable Stephen Hawking. Fellow scientist says following Epstein doc. Yeah. So they they claim that he didn't, but and that he was very we- respectful of his staff. Um, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know what to believe here. Yeah, I. You have I mean, to deny it because it says underage orgy. Had it just said orgy, they might have not denied it. It's a weird way to deny it, too, saying that there were no orgies instead of just no underage sex of any kind. Like, like it's almost like they're like, all right, <laughs> we knew he was fucking underage bitches, but, like, technically he never had two in the same room. It, it, was, it was always one-on-one. So. Never an orgy. <laughs> it was never an orgy. Even if it was two, it's a threesome. And or- everyone knows an orgy is, is four or more. I think there is a technical definition for an orgy. It might be four or five. I forget. I listened let's, to a podcast one time with a porn what star. Is an orgy. Because um, two is more is a threesome. A... That's right. I I guess three more might be a foursome. Like maybe that's not an orgy yet. And then I think five is a gangbang. Maybe oh. six is an orgy. It says there's no minimum number of people needed for an orgy, but I do think it says the prevailing opinion is that an orgy should at least have five people okay that seems right yeah i feel like that's a like if you're gonna walk into an orgy you shouldn't know exactly where you're gonna go right away you should see some options almost like a menu at a restaurant where like there's there's a few entrees that are catching your attention and you're just in the moment you're like i'm gonna you're in between i'm gonna start with the, little the bit ass of first and then I'll, <laughs> I'll work my way to the mouth if if you know right where you're going when you walk into a room that's not an orgy yeah you might as well just go get a private room yeah because you're making everyone else feel bad that your eyes went straight to this person yeah that's not right yeah there's uh there's some more to the article at the end it just says hawking did visit epstein's private caribbean island as a part of a science conference trip to St. Thomas in March 2006, shortly before Epstein faced charges. Photos from the event show Hawking participating in any activities on Epstein's island. The same email referred to a separate allegation involving President Bill Clinton. Johanna Soberg, an Epstein accuser, testified in the documents that Clinton, quote, likes them young, referring to girls. However, Clinton has not objected to the unsealing of documents, and his spokesperson emphasized that he has not been accused of any wrongdoing, which is also another weird way to to phrase yeah. it. If you're Clinton's spokesperson and Clinton's in a fucking Epstein report saying, I like him young, and the person's like, technically that's not illegal. You're like yeah. you're allowed to like him young up to a point. And we already know. I mean, we already know with Monica Lewinsky, he's always had an eye out for like the younger girl. Yeah. So, you know, that's not shocking news. 
But there were a lot of people named in that. David Copperfield. David that, Copperfield was mentioned in it, which is also a shocking one. Not everybody in it, though, was like m- mentioned in relation to doing something awful. Yeah. Like some people, I don't know. I didn't read the document, but I did see a headline where like Cameron Diaz was mentioned in the document and she. Like when they pulled out the context, it was like completely unrelated to anything horrid done at the island. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of people named. I guess we won't know all yeah. the details unless we actually have it and read it. Yeah. I feel like even if David Copperfield went to the island just to do magic, that's still weird as fuck. Like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> who are you doing magic? Like, in that's almost of? worse. <laughs> like, it's almost worse than participating in underage orgies. It's being the guy who's doing card tricks and making doves disappear on Epstein's Island. Like, imagine that's like the final act yeah. after this underage orgy is like, but wait, yeah, there's more. <laughs> yeah, like you're 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 this fucking. 15 year old lithuanian girl the the worst day you've just been through the worst day of your life like you've had (laughs) you've had this slob on stephen hawking's knob you've been in four orgies back to back to back and finally you're like all right like at least the day's over and then you get a tap on (laughs) your shoulder you get a tap on your shoulder from jeffrey epstein and he's like hey stick around david copperfield's gonna perform and you're just like kill me (laughs) <laughs> that is the worst thing I've had to do all day is watch a David Copperfield show. Just pull a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he just tries to like work it in more and more sexual. Like he he pulls a rabbit out of a hat and then like he does the dick out of the hat. Then he's like slowly taking clothes off and being like, maybe, maybe I'll disappear into you. <laughs> and you're like, what? Just... Yeah, everything that he makes disappear just like goes in his pants. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, where'd it go? Yeah, where'd it go? Yeah, the 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 ending to every one of his tricks is just him hard, and you're just like, what is happening here? Just, yeah, just... the magic's getting really out of hand. Yeah, this is this this is some black magic, and David Copperfield's white, so that's saying a lot. Yeah, that that is saying a lot. Hey guys, this is a quick break in the episode to tell you about Breaking Takes Premium, where we will be dropping monthly bonus episodes and allowing you to become part of the show. For five bucks a month, you will get access to bonus episodes, that's audio and video, be able to suggest topics and stories for us to give our takes, AMAs, minisodes, and more. Head to breakingtakes.supercast.com to sign up for Breaking Takes Premium today. That's breakingtakes.supercast.com for full bonus access. And if you aren't able to sign up for Premium, that's okay. Because if you still want to support the show, you can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Seriously, more ratings are such a big help when it comes to new listeners discovering the show because it tells the algorithm to push us higher in the search results. So the more reviews and ratings, the better. We'll also read the comments that you leave on Apple Podcasts and give you a shout out at the end of each show. So get creative. Leave us some badass comments. Now, back to the episode. So what, what, are, uh, what are you looking at this week? Um, are you familiar with uh, the Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. 
not the Stanley Cup, the trophy. Because isn't there a Stanley Cup? Isn't that the hockey trophy? That was the Stanley Cup I was thinking of. Okay. Well, this is a different one. This is like the hydro flask, except it's not a hydro flask. It's the, a brand named Stanley. And they're all over the place. This is, I could not escape hearing about this Stanley Cup the whole month that we were away from breaking takes. So these Stanley Cups are like, first of all, massive. They're huge, like tumblers, but they're way bigger than the average tumbler. They have like a handle on the side so you can hold it like mm-hmm. a jug. And everybody's yeah. going fucking crazy over these cups. Like, seriously, they call these cups collectible. And I yeah. want to know how, because how do you have like a storage unit that you're putting these cups in? Because how can you keep buying these Stanley cups? So they- and. Yeah, go please, no, please interject my rant. I'm just, I'm just trying to get my, wrap my head around it. So they're, you said they're big tumblers with the handles on the side. Yeah, just like gigantic tumblers, and they're collectors' yes. items. They are. This is alleged. They keep coming out with new fucking colors, and they're like, oh, they're collectible. They're marketing them as collectible, and they sell them at Target. And you know, all the bitches that shop at Target are crazy. Like they go to Target on a daily basis and order a Starbies and just like wander the halls of Target. And if you just search on Twitter or Google, like the Stanley Cup, like so many different articles are going to come up about these cups um, to the point that like I saw that some woman got arrested for stealing like 65 of these cups. Um. I probably to flip and like make more money, but it's more funny to me imagining her just wanting to collect them all and and have like 70 cups at home. Um, But the reason I'm bringing this up is because now there's a bit of a new marketing ploy happening with these cups because Mm -hmm. a woman, this is alleged. I think this could be an act, but allegedly. Her car Mm. caught on fire, like, as she's driving, I guess. She pulled over to the side of the road, and, like, the hood kind of caught on fire. And she had her Stanley Cup in the middle cup holder in the car. And so the car is ablaze, and after it gets put out, she went back to the car, and her Stanley Cup was still there with ice in the cup. Really? Yes. So and her whole car uh, caught on fire, like uh, like it was just fucked after that, completely burnt. Definitely the front of the car. I don't. I'm sure it got put out before it like you know turned to dust. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So she's saying that like, oh, you know, everybody's so concerned if the Stanley spills. But guess what? I was in a fire yesterday, and it still has ice in it, and. That's pretty fucking insane to me. Yeah. And Stanley's basically saying like, oh, wow, like, 
That's so incredible. Like, what if we get you a brand new car? Like, they're capitalizing off of this free marketing so oh, yeah, hard. For, for sure. I'm surprised they haven't started an arson marketing campaign yet where they're like, burn your own car with your Stanley inside it and send us a exactly. photo. Show us the I ice. I want to test this myself. I want to, I, I refuse to buy a Stanley cup. So I'm going to need one of our listeners to buy one for us um, because I just will not buy this massive cup. I don't understand why like my wrist would hurt just carrying this fucking cup around. Yeah. Um, it could, it's that big, especially you put ice in it. I mean, that's crazy. But I want to test this out. Like I have a bonfire pit out back. I so badly want to just start a fire and fill up a Stanley cup with ice and put it in the middle of the bonfire pit and see what happens. And then we'll just keep taking it up to the next level. Like we go beyond that. We go drop that bitch in a volcano yeah. somewhere. And and after that, we, we go to Chernobyl and just we go to a nuclear reactor. Yeah. <laughs> and just drop it in there and see what happens. Yeah. The, Will the Stanley Cup survive? The, I would not be surprised if the entire world ends over a Tumblr marketing <laughs> video. <laughs> if if it, it it would it would not surprise me one bit if aliens are going through the dust of our civilization and the only thing left is it's a Stanley cup. cup and they're like what the <laughs> fuck like how did this survive and then they they go they find some documents uh showing that we did a, a a nuclear test that ignited the atmosphere to try to destroy a stanley cup i mean yeah here, here's the thing like aren't environmentalists obsessive about things being biodegradable especially like the tumblr one like people who make tumblers they try to say that ours is uh environmentally uh, beneficial with the materials we use. So if you can't destroy something by lighting it on fire, that shit's staying around for thousands of years, at least. Like our, yeah. our the bones of our civilization will literally contain Stanley Cups. I agree. I want to have it be known that I'm Team Hydro Flask. I've had a Hydro Flask for years, and they're like smaller. You can fit your hand around it, which is usually a useful thing like when you want to drink out of something you'd like it to fit like in your hand yeah. um so that's perk number one but there's more now there's a whole on water bottle beef happening between stanley cups and hydro flask because it came out that stanley cups are made with lead Mm. And that is not good, people. We have done away with lead in pretty much everything. Um, I was going to say, some of us still... are still, you know, some of us have got that lead paint stare going on. So yeah, not I, everybody. I was going to say, I thought we figured this out in the 60s, you know, where kids were like their fucking like tongues were falling off or their kids brains were yeah. rotting because of lead. I th I thought this was a thing that got figured out a long time ago. Yeah, it's supposed to be. And we still use lead for like other stuff that doesn't involve like human consumption or like it's not something that we're going to breathe in or drink yeah. out of or eat from. 
So it came out that some somebody, some lady, some scientist, some just average lady on TikTok, who who knows her credentials. Um, but she did like a lead test, which I you could probably just buy on Amazon. You all you do is just kind of like swipe it, like it's like a little marker, and yeah. you can like color on something. And if it turns the color, that means that there's lead in it. So she, it looked like she had drilled a hole into like the bottom of her Stanley cup so she could access the inside material of the Stanley cup and it came back positive for lead. So now all these crazy ladies at Target are getting even more mentally ill from (laughs) consuming lead. Yeah. And they can't afford any more mental illness. The, the no, people who make Stanley Cups a part scared. of their identity, they're yes, already... that are collecting sh- Stanley Cups. They should already be <laughs> hospitalized, and now they for sure will be hospitalized with the lead poisoning. That's the last nail in the coffin. I also love how like the like this insane level of scrutiny is going on about Stanley Cups while the israel hamas war is also happening <laughs> like oh like, we're so over that like this that. is a more pressing beef here hydroflask versus stanley cup like every every one of these bitches that uses a stanley cup has a, a pro-palestine pro-hamas bio and meanwhile they're like we need to figure out what the fuck is inside this stanley cup like fuck the middle east fuck israel palestine this is where we need to focus our energy and that's why the world is gonna end (laughs) that that is evidence that's evidence right like when the world is on fire and we're talking about tumblers that is one of the major signs of the end of civilization and i think look like we're towards the end anyway why Mm -hmm. not like you know someone's gonna start a forest fire trying to trying to test out Stanley Cups. You you know half of Canada is going to burn down and the only thing they're going to find in the middle of a an ash forest is a single Stanley Cup. And Stanley yeah. Cup's going to tweet that photo and be like, "See? Hashtag no lead, hashtag Israel Hamas, hashtag Stanley Cup rules." I I agree. And and while it's just it's interesting this came up cuz yeah, I actually just watched it's a really great show on HBO. It came out years ago, but it's it's called Chernobyl, and it's based, obviously, mm. on what happened in Chernobyl. It's an English adaption or an English adaptation. I, I think they're like the same fucking word, but different. Um, they So it, the actors are great, and it's basically just follows, like, what happened, like, from the moment, like, this nuclear reactor exploded and then all the aftermath and something it just kept making me laugh like thinking about like showing up on the scene and just like there's nothing left but one stanley cup yeah (laughs) yeah and you're like i've cracked the case i've solved the problem here um but the stanley cup lives on the Stanley, the Stanley Cup's gonna live on for a long time. It seems like it's gonna, it's gonna outlive 
humans. It'll be in a museum one day, uh, an alien museum. Yeah. There'll just be the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That was just like, this was the beginning and the end yeah. of the human race. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, look, who knows? Like, they're, they're, maybe the Stanley Cup is a good thing, especially with the lead poisoning. Because look, there are a lot of successful autistic people out there. And, you know, maybe if, you're not successful right now it's because you need a hit of the autism and you should go lick a stanley cup and try to get there and and reach that level of success so I it could be a like good thing lead i don't know i think autism and lead work in opposite directions do they what what it, where <laughs> does the like lead autism... spectrum where does the lead spectrum overlap with the autism spectrum i like from only at the origin and then autism makes you way smarter and lead makes you way slower. <laughs> mm. okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm imagining. But you should ask. I bet it, your mom could have a Stanley Cup. You know, your, your cousins, your aunts, all the women of the world basically have Stanley Cups. And it's a phenomena that I just am scratching my head at. Demi went back to lab after Christmas. And she said everyone had a Stanley Cup. Yeah. All of the people. And most of her lab, I mean, there are a couple guys. It's a pretty female-dominated lab. But I'm just like, first of all, if somebody got me a Stanley Cup for Christmas, I'd be pissed. You got me a cup for Christmas? Yeah. I, I don't I'm want that. I'm very underwhelming. Yeah. I think, like, when I think of a Stanley Cup, just based on how it's being described and like the demographic and like white bitches buying them in Target, I, I feel like you would see a lot of Stanley Cups at a Black Lives Matter rally with the white people. And <laughs> the, like, a, like a lot of pictures of white women wrapping their arms around black women, but holding Stanley Cups. Yes. Yeah. And because like their identity is BLM and Stanley Cups and collecting everything like like it almost like I feel like sometimes uh to white women and I guess like white guy there's there's definitely white guys that do it too. But like there's almost like a collectible aspect to your identity that is symbolized by the Stanley Cup like like. Oh, yeah. They like you're a collector of blm ukraine russia like you're you're collecting uh you're like pro palestine pro ukraine pro blm and you're like adding them to your shelf and then the stanley cup comes along and you're like oh that's also like in the the sjw toolkit like i need that too that's gonna be part of my my armor <laughs> that's part of my outfit yeah that's like it's a, my trend it's like a trendy collector thing i feel like once you're it at totally that level, is. it's just all the same to you. You don't you don't see the difference between people and objects anymore. Like like a no. a, a, a Palestinian to a white woman is just a Stanley Cup. <laughs> I I There's believe a that Stanley Cup going online. It's a forty ounce because they're all like forty ounces, which is massive. I mean, a normal glass of beer is 16 ounces yeah so you're fitting a lot of drinks in this bad boy can you imagine filling that up with some alcohol i mean jesus you're gonna be totally shit-faced by the time you finish your stanley cup yeah 
But there's one going online. It's a 40-ounce emerald Stanley crystal rhinestone honeycomb tumbler going for $450. That doesn't surprise me at all. This is out of control, people. <laughs> Give me your $450 instead. Yeah. You don't need... I'll, I'll make you a cup. I'll yeah. do anything. I'll just... And by make you a cup, I'll get you a bucket. And that'll be the equivalent because that's essentially what you're carrying around while wielding this Stanley cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like nothing makes sense anymore. It's like, especially when you take into account what people are willing to spend money on. Right. Because people will not pay for their own Netflix account for $12, but they'll drop 450 on a Stanley cup. And it's just yeah. like, what is the, what is the rationale there? I, just I don't, don't know. It. So the, the average cost of a Stanley Cup, like the ones with the handle that everybody loves, the 40 ounce ones, are anywhere from like 45 to 60 bucks, depending on, I guess, color and uh, the collectibleness. So if it's a rare color, I mean... Christ, you better get in line at Target quick. You yeah. might miss it. Yeah. They're putting, I saw a video of them. They had a Valentine's Day uh, drop. So all it, they released like red and pink Stanley Cups at Target. And there was a sign on there that said two per person. And in the video, like it was literally they got mobbed. Like yeah. 10 people, like so many people were there like, picking up the Stanley Cups like it was like Black Friday morning 10 years ago. It, it's that crazy. Yeah. I was going to like, it's actually crazy how many people are like that because I guess where I don't want to say we're different, but, but we like, I, I would never go in person to a Best Buy on Black Friday because I don't want to die. But there are people <laughs> that do that and they get to the door and then as soon as they see electronics, they get a deranged look in their eye. Yeah. And then it's like they They've value lost yeah. all human. <laughs> yeah. There's it's all primal. Yeah, There's they, no, no human empathy at all. It's like they're turning into a last of us zombie. They're like <laughs> Yeah, like they, they start twitching. Yeah, hundred percent. And human life doesn't matter. And the only thing that matters to them is getting both of their hands around that sixty-inch plasma. And if someone dies on the way out, that is just what has to happen for them to get what they want. And I feel like those are the same type of people who will see a table with thirty Stanley Cups on them, and then their eyes just glaze over, and they start fucking like crawling towards it like a like a weird spider-man deranged yeah. creature trying to hurl as many of them into their bag as possible and it's like if you even try to stop like if someone that worked at target even tried to stop them there would be a video on tiktok of a target <laughs> worker getting his brain bashed in with stanley yes. cups and you could because <laughs> yeah. the, these cups are that big. Yeah. You could actually kill somebody with your Stanley Cup. And the thing is, the woman who did it would be in some 
fever dream. Like she literally, like she wouldn't she be there. She's gonna be like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't-, I don't remember what happened from the moment the those glass doors opened. I blacked out. Yeah, I don't remember bashing Steve's head in with a Stanley Cup, and then they just kind of come to with blood all over their shirt. And there's just a body on the floor of Target and the police are coming through the door. She's like, what? Like, that is the type of person that needs Stanley Cups. And I feel like I used to think there weren't a lot of those people. But now I'm realizing that there are a lot of those people. And I just, for whatever reason, they're in the wild. Like, sometimes you run into them and you can see the look in their eyes where you're like, that's not a person. But then, like, they go out and do things, and that's just how you hear those stories. Yeah. Do you think Target, like, now they up their security on days where there's going to be a Stanley Cup drop? 100%. They're like, we need to beef up security today. Dude, I went- <laughs> Every Friday at noon, we've got, like, 20 guys that come in, like- fully suited up ready to go i I went to cvs the other week and they had ice cream locked up 4.99 ben and jerry's pints of ice cream. that i understand i will fucking steal some ice cream but there were things (laughs) that were more expensive that weren't being locked up like like they do lock up uh that's I would say the hot commodity is the ben and jerry's yeah but like half of cvs was locked up and it was yeah. not always the things that you think because there were other electronics that weren't locked up, but the razors were locked up, the, the ice cream were locked up. It wasn't always the most expensive stuff. And, you know, I, I've talked about this a couple of times, uh, so I'm not going to go into that much detail, but I, I spent a lot of time outside the U.S. last year living in Panama. And when I left, I remember going to the CVS and most shit was not locked up. And then I came back. And I asked the girl working there, I was like, when did the ice cream start getting locked up? Like, do do people steal ice cream? And she's like, yeah, people come in and they just take the ice cream and we're told not to do anything. Like, don't stop them. And and a lot of kids and and sometimes uh, just like, I guess, homeless or crazy or both people just come in and take shit and they have that look in their eye. And it's like they look at the worker and it's like if you even try to stop me, I will, I will run, I will put you in the ground for uh, Cherry Garcia <laughs> and not think <laughs> twice about it. I will yeah. end Don't your get life between me and my Cherry Garcia yeah. or my half baked. Okay, yeah. those are obviously the superior flavors of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I'll kill a bitch for Ben and Jerry's. And yeah, the girl was like, yeah, we've we've started locking up all the ice cream. A lot of other shit, too. And so, yeah, like the CVS in Brooklyn, I'm sure a lot of other uh, Brooklyn CVS, New York City CVSs, too, are just like you walk in and it's like anything you want. You got to call someone over to unlock it for you. And I'm just like, this is like it kind of felt apocalyptic. It makes your trip to CVS that could have been like a five minute long trip turns into like 40 minutes yeah every aisle you have something on the list you go to the aisle and then you have to press that button yeah and you're in like the diarrhea aisle so then all they hear over the intercom is uh customer service to diarrhea aisle yeah on repeat (laughs) (laughs) customer service to herpes medication Dave. They really do that. They're very specific. I actually just uh had to do that actually at CVS. I was not 
look, I was trying to get Neosporin. They had the Neosporin locked up. And the only button in that aisle was by the, like, Imodium. So they're like, I'm pressing the button over and over again because it's busy in there and nobody's coming. So it just on repeat was just like, customer service needed in yeah. stomach issue aisle <laughs> yeah and the guys the guys like, like which i don't have diarrhea <laughs> the guys like which aisle again and it's like the aisle with girl with short hair black shirt silver chain that has Probably diarrhea shit her pants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that one. i was like i swear i swear i just want a neosporin yeah yeah no um and the more so defensive you get the more you just have to accept that that guy's just going to think you have diarrhea. Yeah. It's like I got embarrassed when he came and then I switched it up and was like, oh, no, g- give me the Neosporin. That's that's definitely what I came for. Yeah. And then I just go home you, and keep shitting my pants. Yeah. You just sound like you're lying no matter what in those situations. Yeah, you do. I mean, hey, but I, I have no shame. I'll look you right in the eyes with my diarrhea and I'll let you know that I have diarrhea and I need yeah. to be helped. Yeah, just like those women with the Stanley Cups, they'll look you right in the eyes and bash your skull in to get through That's that right. target exit. <laughs> they'll look me right in the eyes and be like, I have an addiction. I, I, I have a problem. I feel like if they lock them up, they could cause some sort of like rabid, you know, fucking blood cult situation in target like uh, some sort of uprising if all if if 30 women walked in and there are just 200 stanley cups behind a lockbox, people would die <laughs> in target i believe it i believe It'd be it. A i i don't want to be there at that target you better just send the police yeah. Just send the police the morning of and have them outside ready to go. Yeah. It's getting fucking scary in there. Yeah. The, for the next season of The Last of Us, they're looking for zombie footage from some supermarket. <laughs> and the director's like, shit, we forgot to film that scene in the supermarket. And a show, the, one of the guys on set is like, oh, we could just use that footage with the Stanley Cups with the women in Target. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> No, like I, I, be- I believe it. I believe it. And there's probably children in the mix. Like some poor toddler is just sitting in the cart getting bashed around by all, all these women trying to steal the Stanley Cups. Oh, yeah. Ch- children become fodder in that situation. It, that, her brain is no longer the brain of a mother. It, it's just the brain of someone who needs their fix. The child yeah. is an obstacle. The child, the child's probably used as a weapon. She's probably hanging on to the child's arms, yeah. using their feet, like swinging them, <laughs> like the fucking like the ball and chain that warriors used back in the day. That that's what her child becomes to her. And the woman actually sees that, like when she's looking, she like sees the ball and chain, even though it's a six year old kid. Yeah, no, they see nothing. It's like that scene in Mean Girls when all the people in the mall just become like animals. Yeah. That's what's happening to these women. So we need to be careful. If your wife, if you or a loved one have yeah. been personally affected by the Stanley Cup craziness, 
you may be eligible for compensation. Yeah, you're you're gonna see one of those lawyer commercials next year where it's like, have have you or anyone you know been killed by a woman holding a Stanley Cup? Reach out to one eight four 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 Cushman and Cushman, and we will fight for you. Yeah, no. And their I... line's gonna be busy when you call. Like you're gonna have yeah, a hard have time wait. getting through. <laughs> it's this is a global epidemic. Yeah, yeah. Spe- yeah. Well, you want to do? Uh, we can do one more, and then sure. So before before we jump into the next story, though, just real quick, because you mentioned Mean Girls, how do you feel that they're remaking it? Oh, um. Well, okay. I well, they it's out in theaters, right? The new one. Is it out already? I oh no okay it comes oh wait I I keep forgetting that it's 2024 so when I just saw that it was 2024 I was like oh that's next year but no we are here and yeah I think it's out now it came out yeah January 12th okay um yeah no I mean I guess I'm cool with it I would have preferred like a more modern day like okay they're all older it's like mean moms now yeah. or something that would have been really cool to get them all together and do mean moms yeah. i know they did a commercial and all of them were there except rachel mcadams who plays regina george she said that she did not know that everybody was getting together because it had like Lindsay lohan and amanda Seyfried and Gretchen Wieners, who I don't know her real name, mm. but we all know Gretchen Wieners. Um, yeah. They were all in the commercial except for Regina George. So she was, however, on SNL with Renee Rapp, who is the actor that I think plays the new Regina George in the new movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm cool with it. I am not going to watch it because the OG is always the OG, and I think it would have been better had they did Mean Moms. So give me Mean Moms 2026, and you will find me in that theater. Yeah, I I won't say I'm, I'm angry because I don't really care as much, but I was definitely disappointed that they made a remake, but I'm not surprised. Because right. nothing is going to beat 04 Lindsay Lohan coke to the gills just in her wild phase, <laughs> like, like before the break. She was peak in that phase. Yes. She looked so good back then. Yes. And also, th- there are jokes in that movie that you can't make today. And I mean, no. I know that, <laughs> that that applies to like. Anything that was said in that movie, people would be like, oh, that's bullying, that's fat phobia, that's like X, Y, Z. It's so good. And it's, it's one of the best movies yeah. still today. And it, it's, such a, it's such a cultural landmark of the early 2000s. It's like even guys quote Mean Girls and you just know wh- when you see a scene from that movie or you see, you, you hear a line from it, it's like a nostalgic thing. So I, I feel... I feel I guess I do feel kind of angry that that uh these studios have run out of ideas so much to the point right? where they're now messing with our nostalgia. Like Mean Girls should have just been Mean Girls and that's it. And now there's going to be another thing that people will reference like, "Oh, that was so funny for Mean Girls." And I'm like, "I don't remember that." It's like, "Oh, it's from the watered down 
2024 version like why can't we just let these things be good and Mm -hmm. enjoy them and just and you know whatever yeah i mean i guess i would have to watch it Uh, apparently this newer mean girls was also a musical which they didn't tell anybody and same with wonka which wonka has not come out that's another one where it's like they are just taking movies we've already there's like 10 fucking charlie and the chocolate factory movies like there's the original there's the one with johnny depp and now there's wonka which is coming out with timothy chalamet yeah and i i'm gonna watch that one because it does seem a little i mean it seems more about wonka's like come up yeah uh into like the chocolate and candy making game so i'll probably watch that but i heard that that is also a musical and people hate musicals so much that they're not advertising that it's a musical can you imagine like so if you go pissed. i didn't right? know that i almost went to see wonka instead of something else last month and if I walked into Wonka, I just paid twenty dollars for tickets, and it was a musical. I would have been so fucking pissed. I would have, I would have right demanded a re. I would like. I was also, um, I was in Panama, so it's like I couldn't have even asked for a refund. I don't even. I barely know how. <laughs> I'd just be yelling in broken Spanish about you know why the fuck is there music playing <laughs> when I this was not in the preview. Right. That- they hid it from the people like that. Is that not some form of false advertisement? Like, listen, if you're going to make a musical, you better stand by that fucking musical. Yeah. Don't lie to my face and make it seem like a normal movie and then have me spend my money, which going to the movies is now like a $50 experience yeah. after you buy a ticket and get your popcorn and stuff. Yeah. The reason why I didn't see La La Land is because it was advertised as a musical. If I just saw in the preview uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling and it was a movie with them, I'm buying tickets immediately because I'm a, I'm a fan of both. And then yeah, if the entire thing agreed. was a musical, I would have been like, I mean, this is okay, but it's just not for me. It's a filthy trick. Agreed. Well, okay. So then what do we think about Barbie, though? And I know we talked about Barbie, but Barbie was kind of a musical. A little bit. There, There's the... the so it, it didn't strike me as a musical, but the climax of the movie was a song. So the, the way I see it is that for 90% of the movie, maybe even 95% of the movie, there was no singing and dancing there were definitely musical elements like the stage and the 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 set design i thought was very indicative of something that's a musical that you know like if you just saw the aesthetic of the movie you would say oh that's that's a musical but the the climax i'm just ken i thought was so it was just a musical number it was just a musical (laughs) number for for the you know the big punch and i actually love the song i i if i yeah it's great it's something i've listened to ryan gosling went back and like re-recorded it for the people yeah yeah i didn't know that he was actually doing the singing and then i went back and he ryan gosling has a spotify he has a spotify page as he should. Yeah. He's uh 
He was a little Mickey Mouse Club star, right? Along with Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. So don't sleep on the goss, man. He yeah. is just a superstar. I listen to that song unironically when I'm working out. It gets me yeah? juiced up. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Just kin. Anywhere else I'd be a 10. Oh, yeah. That end, the two, when like the drum line starts hitting at the end after the bridge. Mark yeah. Ronson, too, wrote that. He's, he's a, he's a musical genius. Yeah, we like genius. Mark, Mark Ronson, um, which, you know, everything is separated by a couple degrees. So, you know, when Lindsay Lohan had her lesbian phase? Was that just one that- phase? <laughs> Well, she she might be going back and forth. Yeah. I think she's with a man. Didn't she have a baby now? I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm I pretty sure I'm, she did. I'm... But she had a lesbian phase, which was fantastic, especially for me, because this was in my formative years. Um, she was dating Samantha Ronson, which is Mark Ronson's sister. Mm, did not know so that. So everything is connected. You know, I, I would watch Mean Girls too, if... Lindsay Lohan relapsed and the original writers were writing uh, Mean Girls 2 from Mean Girls 1. It couldn't be a big studio movie because they would never fund that. It would have to be a movie released on OnlyFans or something like that. They got the original cast and Mark Ronson did the music. I think that would actually be a cult classic if they did Mean Girls 2 in the spirit of Mean Girls 1 but with like a relapsed Lindsay Lohan now with the original cast. Was she on drugs during Mean Girls though? Or was the, did the drugs come like after the success of Mean Girls? I think she was on drugs, but she was still peaked on them. Because it takes, it takes a while, a few months, sometimes a year, for you to really look like you're being run down by drugs. And I think she was in like the golden phase because yeah, she use. looked her best during that yeah. film. I, and I'm she putting was it out there: I don't wish for Lindsay to relapse. I think she looks great now, and I, I mean, I do think her mug shots are iconic. All yeah. six of them, and you don't get that without <laughs> a relapse. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't get that dead-eyed get stare that. in fr- in front of the camera. Without either yeah. a Stanley Cup or a relapse. Yeah. I love Lindsay Lohan. Love and respect her. And I wish her well. And I do hope for maybe Mean Moms or Mean Girls or something later down the line that is not like a remake with different actors. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Let's, uh, let's jump into the last story. This is a story that involves Beverly Hills, where I know Lindsay Lohan has spent a decent amount of time in her life. So apparently squatters took over a Beverly Hills mansion and turned it into a party house. Okay. Are you are you familiar with what a squatter is? Yeah, a squatter is basically like a homeless person most likely or just somebody that is going to like live in your home. I mean, it could be a home you live in. It could be an abandoned house or just a house that, yeah. you know, the owner is like working in a different country, you know, whatever. But they go in and they basically just like live in 
said house and don't leave. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times the house is abandoned. Uh, also, you'll occasionally, which is what happened in this situation, you'll get a house that is being shown to other people that isn't currently owned, but it's just kind of on the market with no one inside it. And then squatters find out about mm -hmm. it. I, gu I guess squatters, if you're a squatter, you probably wake up in the morning and instead of reading the newspaper, you just check the real estate listings just to see where the open houses are in case you Hell can yeah. squat. But yeah, so uh, this is what happens. So a multi-million dollar Beverly Hills mansion which I don't even know why you have to include multi-million dollars. Like, you can't build a Beverly Hills mansion for $700,000. Like, it has... It <laughs> it's ha not a mansion. Yeah. If it's not a couple million. If you, if you want to take a shit in Beverly Hills, you have to pay at least half a million. So, just say Beverly Hills mansion um, next time. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the mansion is left trashed after neighbors say a group of squatters turned the home into a party house. The listing agent for the home told USA Today in an interview that the alleged squatters moved in October 2023 and lived there for months. The listing agent claims that someone changed the locks and code of the mansion and then leased it out to other people. So not only are these squatters living there, they were subleasing a listed mansion. <laughs> to other renters while squatting they're entrepreneurial that's squatters yeah, exactly <laughs> i'm like that's a very entrepreneurial spirit yeah like the, the it's a a dude that was homeless six days ago that's probably wearing raggedy clothing smells like shit comes upon a mansion that's locked up in beverly hills Going, you know, like in these houses that are being shown, they always have fake wardrobes and stuff. Like they'll just fancy up the house a little bit. So he probably goes in that closet, gives himself a shave, puts on a, you know, a nice cardigan, some khakis, and then I don't know, just starts calling people to show the house and being like, <laughs> just impersonating a real estate There's agent. There's a housing <laughs> crisis going on, Zach. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to help the community. Yeah. I think it's good. I think, look, people are always saying homeless people should get jobs. Homeless people, you know, you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, find it, make your life better. Like, that's what all these fucking, like, alphas say on YouTube. Here's a homeless guy that, within a matter of days, went from living on the street to real estate agent and a successful one because he apparently was actually leasing it. There, there are real estate right? agents that take the test. Like I, I have uh, friends that got the, they, they passed the real estate exam and it took them like two years to lease their first apartment in New York city. This guy's fucking slinging mansions in Beverly Hills and he was living in a tent two days ago. So if you're a real estate firm, you know, Hit, hit these people up, whoever they were, these squatters. Yeah, I think they found a new career path. Yeah. It could be expert, like, Airbnbers, expert bro brokers. They could make a killing over here in New York. Yeah. Brokers do literally nothing. I want to eliminate the broker's fee. But yeah. while it's still here, these squatters could be cashing in. Yeah. I feel like... There were definitely, because you know the the first person to see the house 
was not uh gonna take it. I I bet you there were some signs of squatting and homelessness when they first got into the house before they uh I I imagine to sublease it you've got to clean it up a little bit. So I bet mm-hmm. you the first people to see the house were like, why is there shit on the floor and who's that guy? sleeping in the pool (laughs) and why are there seven dogs without collars that all have fleas (laughs) running around in the living room you know like what is what is going on here and then the 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 squatters like all right we gotta you know clean this up a little bit that's nothing that can't be cleaned up real quick yeah fresh uh fresh coat of paint (laughs) yeah What, what like what would you I don't, I don't even know what you do. Let's say you're let's say you own a house and you're the Beverly Hills type and you know you're you you got the mansion, you know, it's probably your second home. You you have homes all over and you know your your house is empty 10 months a year and then you come back and you see just eight people living in your house. <laughs> when you walk in the um... front door, you have to you have to bash down the front door actually because the locks were changed like what do you do do you immediately call the police like i'm just trying to imagine what i what my reaction would be like i personally uh, am immediately calling the police because i yeah, they're probably if they're squatting, like they're probably doing drugs. I'm not saying that they are, but they probably are. I will because- say they are. <laughs> I mean, what else are you doing? They- You're not getting a job. <laughs> they were apparently <laughs> productive drug addicts, so if they're leasing out oh, the totally. thing, so they were pro- definitely smoking crack. They they definitely had different rooms for different drugs. Sounds like they yeah. were semi organized, but they. You I know- don't want any part in that. Yeah, but they were also you know slinging some leases. So yeah, I guess. I'd probably call the cops, but I feel like, like, first go in, ask them if they have any good, good shit on them. It's it's one, um. yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, th- there's no way I'm doing that because <laughs> they are all doing fentanyl, whether they want to or not. <laughs> they, yeah, they, those are True. not. I, I I keep in mind, I'm a Beverly Hills homeowner. I have a guy that brings me drugs that drives an Audi. There's no way I'm doing drugs off a guy who was, you know, living in a tent with a shopping cart outside his tent. That like, <laughs> like you're doing fentanyl. Whatever drug he's doing has fentanyl in it, whether it's coke or heroin or whatever. I blame like, the homeowner. Actually, the more you're talking about this, I'm just blaming the homeowner because if you own like multiple houses and you're busy you travel for work whatever i it's still your responsibility to hire security and like a staff for your home Mm. so i feel like they if they just leave their home just chilling essentially abandoned like i mean i don't know Uh, is that your own fault (laughs) yeah i mean you're definitely not gonna go back to Europe the second time without hiring security. Right? Do get, you get a ring camera? I mean, Jesus. So apparently there's a rule with squatting 
that you're not allowed to kick squatters out. Police yes. are not like squatters rights. If someone makes <laughs> their way into your house, even onto your property, like people have dealt with this in backyards where people will fucking set up a tent community in in someone's garden, you can't legally kick them out because there are laws that, that protect the rights of squatters. So it's like if you do call the police, because that's why I was like, I don't know what my reaction is going to be, because they may show up and be like, yes, yeah, sorry, this has happened to half the houses on this block. They can legally be here for two months or whatever it is. And then the police just go. They, they're, they're, and you're just left there being like, I have roommates now. <laughs> I think what you're going to need to do is like go if this is in Beverly Hills, you're going to need to go to Skid Row and hire other crackheads to basically wage a war with the crackheads in your house. You're going to have to lure those crackheads out of your home. Yeah. I mean, that could that could destroy your house, though, if you get in a war, like if you have a crackhead, you war. have to No, we need to just devise a plan. Like mm. I'm picking up some other crackheads and I'm going to the drawing board and we're devising a plan of how we can entice the squatting crackheads out of my house. So you, <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I think like somebody like Frank you want Gallagher would have had a plan. So you want people on crack to think long term. They're, they have to. You have to get inside the brain of the criminal, oh. and the only way to do that is okay. to either be on crack yourself or hire other crackheads. I say, uh, I, I say, it's good instincts with hiring the crackhead for sure. I think you need to, like you said, get inside the brain of a crackhead. Sort of get the lay of the land. You can ask the other crackheads what are what are the weaknesses of the people in my house what do they like they've probably seen them around the block they they know where and how you can strike i think mm-hmm. also this is what happens when the mafia goes away cuz it used to be that the mafia would extort people and you'd have to pay the 20% or whatever if you're a homeowner business owner but in return they would keep the block safe so like if anyone were to fuck with your house or your business and it was a mafia protected block you were fucking dead and they would do it clean like they they would put up two bullets through your skull one through your chest and then wrap you in a garbage bag mop your floor and leave and you come back to your restaurant the next day and you wouldn't have no idea the mob just murdered someone on your tile floor so i feel like you need to combine forces you need mafia leading the charge bring them back into beverly hills you need crackheads on the inside to help them devise a plan and get into the the weaknesses where you can strike and then you have the mafia go in kind of like navy seals just taking out these crackheads and cleaning up the mess in a style that the crackheads really can't do if they were on their own yeah and then have a locksmith on deck yeah ready to go very quickly because (laughs) time is of the essence because you know as soon as the crackheads clear out the other crackheads they're gonna fucking set up and start squatting so that's why the mafia has to be there to be like no guys get the fuck out of here you are not claiming this house yeah either that or you gotta just yeah release the house to the crackheads and just move on with your life yeah yeah there's uh another 
interesting part of this article where it says Fox 11 spoke with Flash Shelton, who runs a popular YouTube channel dedicated to stopping squatters. Shelton, a.k.a. the Squatter Hunter, showed Fox 11's crew (laughs) around the Beverly Hills property. This dude is like Buffy the Squatter Slayer. Like, he's fucking going around putting stakes through the heart of squatters and uploading it to to YouTube. He's, he's like, Somebody's got to do it. He's like the daredevil (laughs) for squatters. Yeah. No, listen, there's space out there for you to make a career out of anything. Yeah. And that is uh, clearly there is a gap in society. And that man is single handedly saving us all. Yeah. People because I've always heard the advice for YouTube. You got to pick a niche. You can't be too general or else you don't get an audience. I don't know what a better showcase of that advice is uh, other than having a channel called Squatter Hunter, <laughs> where <laughs> I am not, not this isn't a, a channel dedicated to squatters. This is a niche of a niche. I am hunting squatters i i combine there's there's a book actually that talks about this it's like an actual marketing book where it's like if you want to blow up on the internet you have to combine two pipelines of two existing niches together so this guy took hunting and squatting and he said fuck it i'm gonna be the squatter hunter and put these two together and now he has like 2.5 million subscribers or whatever it is i was just about to say they They've gained another subscriber out of me. Yeah. That's the type of content I want to see. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be a breaking take squatter hunter crossover where, you know, we have him on and, and talk about his riskiest cases. Yeah. We can bring him out here to New York and I'm sure I could take him around to yeah. some some places <laughs> this this is the guy that leads the charge like you you have the mafia you have the crackheads but the squatter hunter is the dude that's in the van with all the the technical hookups sort of being the god's eye behind the operation saying like go 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 and he's he has all the experience of leading this navy seal team of squatter hunters Instead of like zero dark thirty, it's it's zero dark and Squatter. dirty. Yeah, <laughs> zero dark and dirty. I love that. I'm going to check out his YouTube channel for sure. He's he's also got a new viewer in me. I I, I briefly looked at it, but I didn't really do a deep dive. So I I definitely would love to see, like, I I I'm just imagining those videos where like on cops where they they break into a home and it's completely dark and they shine the flashlight in people's faces i'm kind of imagining that but with squatters where it's like some dude's just taking a shit on a rug and he breaks (laughs) in and he's like squatter hunter strikes and you've been squatted yeah this is hitting close to home i'm watching the wire right now which yeah I'm from Baltimore and I never watched The Wire. So I finally was like, okay, I have to watch this show. And I'm just imagining a lot of that. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of squatting in Baltimore. He should go on tour. That's what he should do. Just go on tour across the nation. Yeah. 
kicking squatters out. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, housing prices are so high, especially in America right now. I might be a squatter in a few years if, if things don't yeah, work seriously. out. I may be. You may see, see me on Squatter Hunters YouTube being kicked being out. Hunted. And you're like, didn't I? Didn't I got used to host a show on called Breaking Takes? And my life just got to the point where I just, you know, if you want to be a homeowner, you got to squat. No, I there's going to be this guy is not running out of business opportunities no. anytime soon. The squatting rate is only going up. Yeah. What is it like the, the millennial generation is the first generation that's owned less homes than the generation before? Something like that. Like it. it yeah. The millennials set a record for the most amount of people either living with their parents or renting. Yep. It's no. dark times. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. And you know what? You are doing what you're doing to get this, get, get this sickness in your body that you were talking about at the beginning of the episode. You, you've got something squatting inside you right now that's trying I to do. take you down. And you're hunting it. The viral load is heavy. Yes. And, and this virus is only going to be able to squat for so long it, it does have some rights apparently but yeah it, it, it it's 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 refusing to leave i've asked it i've put up a fight there's nothing left to do but call the squatter hunter yeah. you could you could start a youtube channel called viral hunter and just <laughs> go, just offer services to people that can't shake viruses and, and start with yourself first and and film it on youtube and be like all right now i'm chugging a thousand milligrams of emergency let's see what happens within the next five minutes yeah fill oh. up my fill up my <laughs> 40 ounce stanley cup yeah with a uh, theraflu and yeah. chug that <laughs> yeah you just you just start beating your body with the stanley cup get out virus out i cast you to the heavens yeah I hope any I'll try anything. Yeah. Well, you sound it it sounds like it's going in a positive direction. So I I wish you the best and I know Thank that you. you've got what it takes to to oust this viral squatter from your body. Thank you. I just couldn't stay away from the people of Breaking Takes Nation any longer. Yes. So I'm here. I'm I'm fighting against the viral load myself with my bare hands yes yes and uh thank you guys for you know listening to this episode and it's great to be back in 2024 we have a great year ahead of us and if you would like more of these episodes if if, if you'd like to squat in our premium feed well actually you have to pay for it so you wouldn't be able to squat in the premium feed unless <laughs> one of your friends subscribed and then send you the login. But don't do that. Give us more money. If you'd like yeah. to, if you'd like to sign up for bonus episodes, you could head to breakingtakes.supercast.com, where the back catalog goes every month. Uh, we will give you access to become part of the show. You can suggest topics and questions for us to rant about. And yeah, it's a good time over there. So it grows every month and just know that that is an option. And if you don't want to do that, 
send the show to a friend, rate us on Apple Podcasts, rate us on Spotify. That is honestly the biggest help to just get the show out Mm -hmm. there is giving us more and more ratings. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. It's good to be back. Good to be back, baby. Yeah.